It should be. We should be live. We're going to test some audio stuff. Uh, so, uh, hopefully this works and you can hear us. Um, I'm going to go here. We should be live. We're good. We got audio. Okay. Hey. Hey. We're back. We just did an 18-minute show where you couldn't hear anything we said. We deleted it. You couldn't see it. That's okay. We're back. We're live. Okay, Rich, how's it going? It's good. Well, okay. it have been a good episode for, for uh, if we have any fans that are lip readers out there. Yeah. If you're a lip reader and you could hear the show or and you could tell what we were talking about, great job on you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna slide real quick and we're gonna go through some stuff. We no, might not. It's, it, this is a new episode. It is a new episode. We gotta treat it as new. So you know what? We had a poll question, Mike. We did. And then uh, after the poll question, we're gonna talk about um, the MLB and the World Series. What's going on with that? I guess the only bubble we really have to go into. That's right. Then what else we got, Rich? Uh, we're gonna go into the NASCAR corner, followed by the gridiron and. Uh, the our Big Ten football picks of the week. Okay, we're gonna try it. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but we'll try. And then the NFL, um, all that and more. I'm gonna roll the intro. It's on my iPad, so you're gonna hear it right here. It's not gonna be great, but at least you can hear us now. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. Okay, we don't have uh, my fancy soundboard, so can't do it the fancy way like we normally like to do, but we are good to go. Okay, Rich, how do our poll question, well, first, uh, do you want to talk poll, the poll question first, or do you want to... Uh... Let, let's give the results here. Okay, um, so this week's poll question was, who is the greatest of all time based on, or in the NFL, right? That's right. That was it. So it started with Joe Montana. And Tom Brady. Yeah. Per the suggestion of um, David Hovinga. David Hovinga, our guest host two weeks ago. Yep. Um, so, but there were two additions to the poll. Yeah, one um, of them was scary to me. Yeah. Rex he, Grossman, totally as a joke, yeah. but he was still put on the poll and he tied for the lead yep. with three votes. And Michael Sable, your friend, yep. uh, put Aaron Rodgers yeah. into the poll. Uh, and uh, the winner was uh, It was Joe a tie. Mon- between the winner Joe was Montana. Joe Montana. It was Ty. The winner was Joe Montana. Mike, we have not always agreed with how the power polls have gone. But we always accept the we results. We always accept the results. I have not agreed every single time that the Sandlot has been the greatest baseball movie of all time. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> okay, but more than that. Um, more on that. So, so Mike, we, you went with Joe Montana. Yes. 100%. A little bit of reason. You've kind of explained on why you think Joe Montana is the greatest of all time. He is the quarterback. Honestly, he's the quarterback that changed the game and brought the West Coast offense to the world. I think that's probably that. That statement's more true for the coach, Bill Walsh. But yes, yes, he was the his, first quarterback, but the court, to execute that system in the NFL. And it wasn't just executing it; it was executing it to a high level. Because there were other guys trying to play similar. But they weren't pulling it off like Joe Montana did. Joe Montana pulled it off. And, again, he won his rings. 
And anytime he, I mean, people make the argument. I, I, I bring it back to the similarities to bat to the basketball argument. If Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time because he never lost a championship, Joe Montana never lost a championship either. So okay. So I chose not to vote in this poll. Yeah, why? Because I don't think that you can single out a greatest of all time in football because it's so much of a team sport. It, there isn't. It isn't like basketball where there's five guys on the court. Yeah, I but agree with that. It's not like baseball where you really are looking at off. It's very cut and dry. You yep. can evaluate a baseball player based on his stats. Yep. Because how he does is not does not kind of derive for what his teammates do around him. It's him versus the pitcher. Yeah. What did he do on the offense? What did he do out on the field as a defender? And and you can say the same thing about hockey. You're, there's a lot of individual stats. But with yeah. football, as a quarterback, you're only as good as the offensive line or the receivers that you have to throw to yeah. or the running back that you have to use as a pass catcher out of the backfield or as a runner to take pressure off of your passing game as a passer. I mean, what's the what's the stereotypical deadline? Defense wins championships. So, so, yeah, as a quarterback, if you have a bad defense, you can put up great stats yep. in, in garbage time by passing for a lot of points to keep up with the other team's offense. But let's look at, I mean, even if you look at, uh, at like, look at the, let's look at the, let's break it down all the way to the NCAA. If we look at the NCAA, we don't look at the, the, the Pac-12 as the, uh, as the best, uh, as the best uh, conference, because they play no defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, yes, it is a little easier to to look at a quarterback stats. Yeah, to to identify, yeah, he's the greatest of all time. That's probably that's it's so much easier to yeah. evaluate a quarterback on how great he is, and that's also why the Heisman Trophy in college, what nine times out of ten is which that makes a quarterback. He, that's only more recently though. Yeah. If you look at the history of the Heisman, the Heisman was running backs got it a lot. It's a quarterback or a running back most yeah. of the time. You very rarely see a wide receiver get the, get recognized as a Heisman Trophy finalist. A defensive back, if there if it's a defensive back like uh, Desmond Howard, yeah, who won the Heisman, he also got it because of how good he was as a kick and punt returner yep. too, not just as a defensive back. So, no, I totally agree. I think. In the in football, you cannot base it on you can't just say greatest of all time single player. I can agree with that, but now I'm going to pin you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you also first actually we'll 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 regrind that. I'm we're, I'm going to pin him down later. Okay. You said you had some other suggestions. Yeah. So other suggestions that are are quarterbacks that have yep. made just as much of a big impact on the game. Yep. Deion Sanders as a defensive as a defensive back, yeah, being able to shut down one side of the field, shut down his opponent yep. that's across from him, and also as a kick and punt returner. Yep. Teams avoided kicking him the ball because yeah. they knew what he could do yeah. if he got his hands on it. I mean, prime time was prime time. Yeah. Um and he also played some wide receiver. Yeah. Too. He yeah. could come in and play on both and sides. Baseball. Of the and baseball. Speaking um, of a cross player, mm-hmm. how about Bo Jackson? Yeah. Bo I mean, Jackson. his career was not long, but seriously. But he was on the field. Oh, my goodness. In both sports. 
Yeah, the, so he was great. Bo, Bo Jackson, Jackson, another one. Lawrence Taylor. Ooh, LT. Good. Yeah, LT. LT. Yeah, Dick Buckus, yep. Gary Sanders, Walter Payton. Yeah, um, I would add in. Um, do you think Erlacher? Yeah, I mean he changed he he changed defenses. You couldn't if he was on the field that you it like at, in that era. I mean, we talked about uh, Rex Grossman, the last quarterback to lead the lead the Bears <laughs> to the uh, to the Super Bowl. But in all honesty, his his prowess there. I mean, his defense was there. And why was the defense so good? Because you you had to count. You had to have three different people to be able to cover where Erlacher was going to be at any given time. Yep. Yeah, you, you never. Guys, he blitzed, he went out in the coverage, yeah. or he was the spy who patrolled the middle of the field. So as well. So in that regards, you had to you had to think about like how about how about that? How about some other defensive players? Khalil Mack right now. Yeah. Aaron right now. Darnold. Reggie White. Reggie Reggie White. Like, A, that man was a preacher. Like, if you didn't know, he preached when when he when it wasn't in season, he was preaching on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like the, that man was amazing. Um, how about tight ends? Yeah, Rob Gronkowski, Ju- Rob Gronk, uh, Junior Seau. Seau was a linebacker. Or no, he was a linebacker. But how about the? I would say the greatest tight end of all time, the Pineapple, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez. Like. Or even Travis Kelsey nowadays because of what he's doing. Kelsey, Kittle. Yeah. Like, all these guys are amazing. And and if you put them all on one team, if you put the greatest of, at each position on one team, awesome. Um, wide receiver, Megatron. Yeah. OBJ or OBD? Michael uh, Michael Irving. Michael Odell Irving. Uh, Odell Beckham. Like, changed the game with his one-handed catch. What's everybody doing nowadays? I got to figure out how to do that one-handed catch. My hands are too small, so I can't do a one-handed catch. I mean, I might be able to, but all right. So you wanted to pin me down, Mike. So pin you down. What's that pin down? Question? Quarterback, greatest of all time. So what? What is your one argument for Tom for for why Tom Brady and Joe Montana are the greatest of all time for quarterbacks, Mike? Well, I would say Tom Brady is not. Uh, Joe Montana is. But what gets them both into the conversation? It's the amount of Super Bowls that they've won, correct? Yeah. But I would, my argument against, and, and I'm going to make this statement, and, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to say, if you're not the greatest in your time, time period, how can you be the greatest of all time? And as a lot of people will tell you, Tom Brady is not, be- is actually not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Mike Sable, for that. Because I, again, I agree. I think he's better. But uh, yeah. So um, championships. Free technical, di- free technical difficulties here. We got to get the. Uh, yeah, I'll get it plugged in. So, Rich, give us, in. give us your greatest of all time. So, a, a guy that a person to make a, to make note of here for championships is what about Terry Bradshaw? Because of the amount of championships that he got. For the Steelers in the 60s, 70s, in that uh, steel curtain time frame. 
I mean, was he the greatest in his in his era? That's kind of debatable on whether he is or isn't. But if you're using your argument to get Tom Brady into the conversation with the amount of Super Bowls that he went to, the amount of Super Bowls that he won, Terry Bradshaw deserves to be in the conversation as well. Yeah, I agree. Is that on a light switch over there? Um, here, just plug it in here in the, uh, in the council. Oh, okay. Sorry, folks. I gotta get this plugged in. We can't do a third show. We don't have time for that. Don't mind my butt. Hey, we got it. Okay, um, yeah, I like Terry Bradshaw. Um, uh, but, it being it, but, being a, a person that didn't, a quarterback that didn't really make the conversation, Peyton Manning. For that matter, John Elway. Yeah. And for that matter, Dan Marino. Yeah. It's just too hard to pin down one guy, even yeah. if you're looking at quarterback. Yeah. I agree. Um, I still would argue that if we, if you have to be pinned down, you can't do much better than Joe Montana. You're right. But there are just as many 1As or 1Bs, 1C, 1D. Yeah. That could easily that you could easily swap in for Joe Montana, and that team is going to be just as good. Yeah. If you put the same players around him that Joe Montana had. Yeah. Um, some honorable mentions I would say for running backs. One that we didn't say, but locally we should a hundred percent be talking about. All right. Who is that? Bettendorf's own Roger Craig. Yeah. He, he was, in his era, he was a good running back and probably one of the first to be kind of like what we call now a dual-purpose yeah. dual back, and, a receiver and a runner. And one of my cousin, who also joins in the show once in a while and comments, Todd Scranton will tell you he's the greatest of all time. And I've actually gotten to meet him. Great yeah. guy. Got a picture with him once. It was one of, my, one of the highlights of my life. Everybody else around me is not geeking out, and I'm like, but it's Roger Craig, guys. It's it's Roger Craig. And they're like, yeah, so. All right. Um, so to keep the show moving around. Yep. Um, so yeah. we are changing up. We're bringing back one of the all-time favorite polls that we, we've ever done. Uh, we're going back to movies. That's right. And we're going back to, we're doing it, we're calling it the ultimate sports movie poll questions. Yep. Starting with. Children's baseball films. So again, this isn't greatest baseball. Oh, sorry, Davenport. Oh, Davenport. Sorry. Davenport. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Erickson. Uh, Matt Erickson uh, commenting to remind us that he's Davenport own because he did go to Central. You are correct. I I take that back. Um, not Bettendorf. Okay. Okay. But Roger Craig, kind of awesome. You're right. Um, so. This week's poll question, best children's baseball movies of all time. That's right. Starting with the best. I mean, you guys will pick the best. Starting with The Sandlot and... The other movies, we're going to group into this as a kid's movie, Rookie of the Year. Ooh, good one. Little Big League. Pretty good. And Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Wasn't that Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, that was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Weird. 
to think he was the kid from Angels in the Outfield, and now he's... Uh, Isn't that Danny Glover, the manager? Yeah, Danny Glover's the manager. Man, great stuff. Great stuff. So, yeah. And who's the angel? Is it Christopher Lloyd? It is Christopher Lloyd. The angel is Doc Brown himself. Yeah. So these are just children's movies. So this isn't just greatest baseball movie. Yep. Time. We're just looking at kids' movies this week. Next we, week we'll we talk about see, comedies or yep. dra- and then we're going to do dramas. Dramas. Yeah. And then the winner of those three categories will face off. Will face off. So, so if you don't see your favorite baseball movie this week, it will likely on. be in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. So, um, okay. Moving on. Uh, we're speaking of speaking of baseball movies, we're going to talk baseball and uh, World Series. Dodgers are up two one. Two one. You want to just buy me lunch again? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. I mean, the stats do show that the game one winner is like sixty percent likely to win the World Series. And the Game 3 winner is, like, 70% likely to win the World Series. So, you combine that, and I have a 130% chance of winning the World Series, right? Here's what you got to think about. you still got Clayton Kershaw, still got to pitch another game. Don't pitch Clayton Kershaw another game. And you don't know <sighs> what's going to happen. Walker Bueller, by the stat line, he looked unhittable yesterday. He did. Night. He did. But you're not going to get this, get him into a game... Until Game 7. There's not going to be a Game 7. I told you it's going to end in 6. I'm not ready to say it. I'm not ready to con- concede defeat and say I'm going to buy you a third meal. Okay. Somewhere along the line here. Okay. So. Oh, stock of a face sounds really good, though. That could count as... I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, 2-1. I, I, I like the way the Rays looked in Game 2. Oh, yeah. They looked really good in Game 2. It, it comes down to... Can you can you hit that well off of the Dodgers' other two starters? Yeah. Kershaw and Bueller, which they showed that they couldn't. Well, the hard part, though, is as soon as, as Kershaw comes in the second time, he looks weak. And so game five, he's not going to be Clinton Kershaw of game one. But even that, he, even on a game five, he's still going at full rest. Yeah. But but for whatever reason, Game 5 seems to be his kryptonite. Yep. People talk about, oh, Kershaw's not a playoff pitcher. The first game he pitches in the series, he's Clayton Kershaw. Yep. The second game he pitches in the playoffs is when he's playoffs Kershaw. Yeah. And that's the Kershaw you don't want on the mound. <sighs> yeah. I'm so scared. That game, if if they're down, if they're tied, if the series is tied at twos, don't pitch Kershaw on five. Save him for six? At best. If it's, if you're up... 3-2, or 3-1, pitch him. That's fine. Pitch him and see what happens. Yep. So, um, anything else on the MLB? Not really. Okay. Um, so, Mike, do you see what's coming up next? Is it a left turn? Probably. What's after that, Rich? It's probably going to be another one. Why? Because we're heading into the NASCAR corner. So, uh, last week we were at the Hollywood Casino 400. Um how do we do on those picks? Uh, well, Mike, uh, the race winner was Joey Legs, Joey Lugano. Joey Le- Legs. Got so uh, he, he punches his ticket to the championship race in Phoenix. Mike, your playoff driver pick of Kevin Harvick came in second. Mine of Martin Truex came in ninth. On the non-playoff side, it didn't do too well, Mike. As, wow. uh Jimmy Johnson came in 31st. 
My pick of Eric Jones came in 20th. So we got a push. Yeah. Okay. Split the points. Whatever. So playoffs, it's 12 to 6 in favor of me. The regular season, it's now 33 to 20. Me. Hey, um, I mean, overall, we do a good job. Uh, This week, we're heading back to Texas. Man, I love that track. I wish I could go to that race, but I'm going to be busy. A lot of sports happening in Arlington this week. Yeah. Um, But not the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys. Which is sad, because honestly, it would have been, I mean, say what you will, Joe Buck's got to do the work. He's getting paid, whatever. But how great would it have been if he would, if it would have been, if the Cowboys game would have been in Dallas? He could have done that at three o'clock, taking a helicopter, or they're right next door. Yeah, they're right. Just next door. walked across the street to the uh, to the baseball stadium and been ready for for game four to, or game five tomorrow night. Yeah, would have been awesome. Not going to happen. I'm okay with that. Hopefully, I don't have to listen to Joe Buck call that game tomorrow night. Um, but, I don't know which which of his Fox responsibilities takes precedence. Yeah, if he'll be uh, with Troy Aikman or or if he'll be with John Smoltz in, in yeah. Dallas. So or he, maybe he's calling one of those games remotely. Yep. Don't know. Honestly, we'll no see what happens. See. So Mike, who do you like in the? I think it's the they're calling this the Auto Trader. 500. Auto Trader 500. There's something else in between Auto Trader and 500, but it doesn't matter. Whatever. Who cares? Um, Who do you like? He hasn't had a win since the first round of the playoffs. Okay. We're going to go with Kevin Harvick. All right. It's a good pick. He's got a good history. uh, He loves Texas. In Texas. I like that pick. That's why I put it on the fantasy side. I'm going to switch to this guy who I'm going to pick since he kind of took mine. And I'm going to go with Chase Elliott, punching his ticket to the uh, championship. I like that. Um, I'm actually going to change my my non-playoff driver. We're going to go with Kurt Busch. Okay. Um, your playoff driver. Oh, is he in the playoffs? Kurt Busch is still in the round he... of eight. Oh, so Kyle got knocked out. Good Kyle. reasons of that guy. Um, then I guess we're going to go with Jimmy Johnson. We're going to do the same as last week. Jimmy needs a win. Before... He's got to win at least once in his mm-hmm. in his retirement season, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch as my non-playoff driver pick. Yeah, he's going to wreck out. Probably. Good job, Rich. We'll Guarantee a wreck out for that guy. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, teams are moving around yeah. in NASCAR. Uh, Eric Jones is moving over to the Richard Petty Motorsports and, uh, and he's going to drive the, the famed 43 car. Well, that's right. So he's going to drive something other than a Toyota for the first time in his career. Yeah, that's going to be interesting for him. And he'll probably go into a lower-budget team as well. Yeah, Probably so... Because Petty only runs in one car. And that's the hard part for... Especially for Petty Motorsports. They're... I mean, yeah, you have the king behind you, but honestly, you are considerably a lower-budget team and your your equipment is not nearly as good. Uh, part of the reason why Bubba Wallace is leaving is because he doesn't have the, the equipment to keep up, where he thinks he's going to have the equipment going to Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin's team, which we know what it's going to be called. Yeah, 23XI Racing. So 2311? Yeah, 2311. Okay, I mean, that they, makes sense. And they have announced that he will be driving the number 23 car. Okay. They did get that okayed and approved. Uh, the only thing left to announce out of that team is who the manufacturer will be. It's going to be not... Toyota. I mean, 
honestly, if it's anybody but Toyota, I'd be surprised. A, Toyota makes it easy for you to do um, a lower-budget team as Toyota provides you the engines okay. tuned and ready to go, and they provide a, 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 a engine tuner for your team, who is your liaison, and he comes in once you put the put it in the car. Uh, yes, you have your mechanics that work on it, but they have a tuner that they assign to you um, to to help you get that and en- the most out of that engine, uh, that Toyota engine. So it makes sense if you're g- going to do a startup team to do it with um, with oh, yeah. Toyota. And then on top of it, Teddy Hamlin has ha- just had a great uh, career with Toyota. Always has run Toyota, loves Toyota. Okay. He, I, I think, with the relationship he already has built in place with Toyota, it's going to be Toyota. Right. Uh, it's going to be the team. Again, that's me using my limited knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no inside info on this, but that's my guess. Uh, and then uh, we have one more big move. Uh, Chase Bisco. Yeah. Moving up from the Xfinity Series yep. to take over uh, Tony Stewart's own number 14 for Stewart Haas Racing. Yeah, and uh, the background story, is, which was really cool with Bisco, was that he's a Tony Stewart fan. Yeah. So, I mean, this yep. is almost his dream job to race under Tony Stewart. Yep. Hopefully he shows up. Stewart Haas has – de- do- they do decent. They're a, they have a reasonably decent uh, equipment. Um, they, they're not, again, they're not in the top, I wouldn't say they're in the top tier, but they're in that close second tier of, uh, stables and, and on, on how they do. Um, good, great to see that they got a good driver, uh, and, and it's good to see a fan, uh, somebody who grew up loving Tony Stewart, working for Tony Stewart. Uh, hopefully they can turn that into some, uh, good relationships and, and end up, um, end up looking like a, a good, uh, a good thing for for that team, um, yeah. So that's about it on the NASCAR side. You can catch the Auto Trader 500 over on NBCSN over on Sunday. And uh, so, Mike, let's go ahead and go over to the gridiron. And uh, wow, uh, week six honestly shook up the power rankings, which we're going to talk about this week. We actually have power rankings this week. Yes. All right, so week six results, Mike. Yeah. Um, you're locked the week. Um, I got mine as the Ravens narrowly pulled out a, a win over the Eagles yep. as it was 30-28. to 28. But your New England Patriots did not get a win against the Denver Broncos as they lost 18-12. to 12. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough one. Uh, I, the, the COVID got to Cam, and that's probably yeah. what did it for him. All right. Over on the upset side, uh, you didn't do too much better. My pick of the Falcons, who, who you questioned, didn't think you'd be able to pull it off, won 40-23 over the Vikings. Yeah. And your Jets got shut out as the Dolphins beat them 24-0. to Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the, the Jets look like crap. Um, I'm sorry to all our fans up in the northwest of Iowa. It's been rough. All my friends up there who are Vikings fans, uh, they're done with the season already. Really? I mean, do you blame them? Mm-hmm. They're what four and one, or yeah. oh, uh, one and four? One and four. Yeah, one and four. They've traded a defensive. They've lost their pass rush now. Yeah. Dan uh, Darnell Hunter is out for the season. He's yep. having surgery. 
and they just traded the guy that they got from Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, Yannick Degope. Yeah. It was. They just traded him to Baltimore. Yep. Um, do you see uh, the Jets winning a game this year? I don't know. It's looking like no, but you never know. Maybe that week six, 17 or 16 matchup where they're playing a team that's already resting their starters to get ready for the playoffs, maybe they can sneak out a win that way. Yeah. But it's not looking good for the Jets. It's not looking good for their head coach. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. I honestly, Gase, we talked about it last week and mm-hmm. how he's he's come in and bullied his way to do some stuff and he's become this joke to to play for. Uh, and he's lost the locker room. Um, he's gone. Yeah. And uh, Thursday night football, which I don't think neither of us watched, yeah, uh, no. was uh, the Eagles pulling out another close victory, 22 to 21, I think the story of the game, I, did, I haven't even watched the highlight yet, was that Daniel Jones tripped on what could have been a go-ahead winning touchdown drive. The guy tripped. Yeah, sometimes, some of these NFL teams are just, it's even worse than a joke. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Um, but how does it got to feel if you're a New York fan, you're in the biggest market, second biggest market, have two teams... And your teams have only won one game all combined. Year. Combined, yeah, all year. I, I mean, the Giants are at least being a little bit more competitive than the Jets, but still, one win—that's tough. I mean, the the Giants or the Jets just lost to Miami, a team that last year nobody thought had a chance to win a game anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, before we get to our picks for for week number seven, what do you think of Miami's decision? To switch to Tua Tungavailoa. It makes sense. Next week. Why not? I mean, you got to do something, right? And And you're at the point where it makes sense. I think, honestly, I would have left him out because you you don't want to risk. You would have stuck with Fitzpatrick. You don't want to risk injury. Yeah, it, it's tough. I think they, I think they're doing it because they, they know that Tua's healthy. Yep. They're saying that, well, man, he's made some amazing plays in practice. You can only see this guy in practice, so they're seeing stuff that the rest of the public isn't, and they feel he's ready to go. And he, you knew he was the franchise. He is yeah. the franchise. So we know, we know that though. And so while Fitzpatrick can be a little bit disappointed that he's being benched while he's playing the best football of his career. You knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, it's. We knew it was happening. We expected it to happen, um, and uh, we're excited. Like I'm excited to see Tua, and it's good to know that he's gonna. It's gonna happen. But man, I would that risk of injury the rest of this year is too high for me. So, um, uh, so week seven, week seven, week seven, Mike. So, um. I got more of the picks right yep. if you want 0 for 2. So for my lock of the week, I'm going to go with those Superchargers. Okay. Getting the win over the Jacksonville Jaguars in, uh, in in L.A. at SoFi. And for my upset pick, I'm going to go with the Washington football team over Dallas. Ooh. That's a dumpster. I mean, most of the Ooh. games is, I, I don't this know. week are dumpster fires. But uh, I am going to go with Saints over Panthers. Okay. Um, 
And then my upset of the week, the Niners over the Pats. Niners over the Pats. Yeah. Okay. Now, you have to understand, if you want to know how we figure out whether it's an upset or a lock, uh, an upset is a game in Yahoo. If you go to the Yahoo Pick'em, which you can still join, we'll we'll give shout-outs to whoever, if somebody wins a week or something. Um, the, locks, the, the locks are the teams that are favored to win, have... People have voted 50% or more. The upsets are anybody that is less than 50% uh, of the vote. So even though I think the, the Niners are the better team, mm-hmm. they are still technically an upset. Now, the scary part is Bill Belichick has not lost two games in a row, uh, I think, in his career as a head coach. Hmm. I don't know about that. It's at least been 10 years. It. At least in the Brady year. Yeah. I don't think he's probably lost two games in a row. So, yeah, well, it's going to be... Um, who do you like in the Bears-Rams game on Monday night? It's a tough one. We joke, Neither of us chose to take this as an upset pick, even though it is heavily favored for the Rams yeah, by our standards. I think the Bears can win it. Uh-huh. The scary part is the, that flight, that long flight out to the West Coast. Okay. And, it's a, and, and you only have a short time... Like, because of the way that they do it, they're flying in Saturday. Mid, they leave Saturday midday. Uh, they get there Saturday evening. Um, it's not a lot of time. It's yeah. COVID makes that stuff harder to do. All right. So before we go to the power rankings, we got to give a pick for Thursday night football, which this week we'll see the Atlanta Falcons traveling out to Carolina. Yeah, is that one a hard pick? Carolina. I don't think so. Yeah, Atlanta has not proven themselves to be trustworthy at all. Uh, they have the even with uh, even with uh, uh, Julio back doesn't make much of a difference. We're gonna we're gonna pick Carolina together, right? No, I'm gonna go with the Dirty Birds to okay. win again. Okay, um, turn it around. I think they're are they gonna turn it around to to the effect that they're gonna win the division? No, but I think they can get a win. Uh, one more thing out of football. Um, what do you think of Antonio Brown signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? He's back in football. I, I said his... for a while that I thought that it would be a good spot for him to go. I still think it's a risky signing. Bruce Arians yeah. has gone on record saying that he's too much of a diva. I don't think he'd be a good fit in Tampa. And our team... Uh, but I guess Tom Brady, between the injuries to their receiving core and Tom Brady's influence, Antonio Brown's now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So uh, we'll see how that pans out. As he'll probably be on the field next week as he's got to go through uh, COVID uh, protocol before he can fully join the team. So we've teased it a couple of weeks now of power rankings. Where do our power rankings sit and how can we and where did we fall? Mine so, got completely screwed up, so I'm going to have to look at yours. Because mine is not right on here. Oh, great. So, Mike, let's. The, probably the quickest way to do this, where we probably agree, is the bottom five. Yeah. The bottom five teams. So, we both agree that the New York Jets are at number 32. Oh, yeah. We both have the Washington football team at 31. Yep. We both have the Jacksonville Jaguars at 30. And we kind of differ on who's team number 28 and 29. 
as I think you flip, we flipped them. I have the Bengals and Giants at 28 and 29. You flipped it and went Bengals. You went the Giants at 29. And, yeah, we'd actually agreed on that. My, my bad. I misread the spreadsheet here. As we both have the Giants and Bengals. Yeah. To round out the, top, the bottom five. Yep. Now, the top ten. We'll, we'll only go through our top ten. We're not going to go one through 32 because... Uh, We'll read off our. We'll read them off uh, after we get past ten, but we won't discuss it at all. So, Rich, number one, um, do you want to go yours or mine? It doesn't matter. Okay, mine. Number one. number one is Pittsburgh Steelers. I am the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, um, I don't mind your pick at all. Uh, I still think I still think Pittsburgh is the better team here. Okay. Um, I think I know you have some bias against. Uh, Negative I, bias against the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one, you know, that's fine. Okay. Um, then uh, who'd you put at the number two slot, Mike? Number two, Seattle. All right. I, I don't mind that. I put the Chiefs, even though they're a four win, they're a four and one team. I still have them at number two because I still think they're the best team in the AFC and in football. So yeah. that, I gave them the nod, even though with the one putting them over two undefeated teams yep. to keep them in the number two slot for me. Uh, number three, we agree. We both have the Tennessee Titans. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised you didn't take Pittsburgh over Tennessee as your upset. I think that was an upset in our by way of the rankings. But either way, um, yeah, I... that uh, Number four, I have Kansas City... I put Pittsburgh. Okay. And then uh, number five, this is kind of, I make this, this is my argument, and I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Uh, the Chicago Bears. Okay. Yeah. They're playing well. They're playing well. My number five team is Baltimore. Honestly, uh, up until last, like last week, if you would have looked, I didn't even have them in the top ten, the Bears. Hmm. I didn't think they were that good of a team. But last week, playing the Panthers, playing a team that, that look looks better than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, legitimately, the Bears look like a good team. So, hundred percent okay with putting them in number five. Uh, number number five, you went uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I went uh, the. You went the Bears. I have them Bears at five, six. I have Baltimore six. You have Green Bay. Got a question for you, Rich? Yeah. Who's number one in the division right now? By winning percentage, the Bears. Okay, that's why they're ahead of the, the Packers for me, uh, and the Packers are at number seven. I agree. Erickson, listen, I know you're going to tell me I'm crazy. I agree. This is me making my hot take. Um, honestly, the Packers look like a better team, but I can't I can't let the, the, the division winner, especially when it's my Bears, this is my this is one time where I let my bias take over. Okay. Uh, I will admit it. I 100% admit it. But I have the Packers at number seven. Um, my number seven team was the Bears. Okay, and and that's fine. Like again, they're right there. Uh, when they finally play, that's when that's gonna that's yeah, definitely gonna reason, be a, yeah. And the reason why I put the Packers over the Bears is because of strength of schedule. The Packers have played a little bit tougher schedule. 
I would although, say they haven't. Although the, the one caveat is is that they lost to the Buccaneers, but the Bears beat the Buccaneers. Right. There's that. Plus, you're saying they have a better strength of schedule. Who'd they play the first week? I, I don't remember. The Vikings. But on paper. Who'd they play the second week? I don't remember. Detroit. Now, the Bears have been playing, have played significantly better teams overall. Yeah. So. So we'll see. I mean, if the Bears keep winning, they could get some. They could, I, I could easily see myself moving them up. So, Mike, who did you put as team number eight in your rankings? Uh, this one, this is another one where you and I differ quite a bit. Yeah. I put the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I have the Raiders at number 13. My number eight team was the Bills. And I like that. I have the Bills at number nine. So I mean, They're a two-loss team, but they've lost to probably the one, two of the best teams higher up yeah. in Tennessee. And Kansas City. Yeah, they did. So, their two losses are to, to some to to. So yeah, when I looked at the four and two teams, the Bucks lost. The the losses by the Bills, yeah, were, were a lot hurt. Didn't hurt them as much as the losses to the other four and two teams. Yep. Um. So then you then uh at number so you have them at number eight. I have them at number nine. Um. And then number. Nine for you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, my number no- 10 is the Buccaneers. Um, and your number 10? The Los Angeles Rams. That's my number 11. Okay. Um, and then uh, we agree. The first one we both agree on 100%. Indianapolis Colts. Number, number 12. 12. Yeah. Uh, 13, as said previously, you have? At 13, uh, the Raiders. Okay. And I, my number 13 is the San Francisco 49ers. So Why do you... I didn't give my pick for number 11, though. Oh, I thought you did. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Where do you have the Cardinals right, I think Mike? Cardinals at 22. A lot of their wins are against lesser teams. Okay. They are, and they're not winning. They're not winning them decisively. Mm. Okay. So that's fair. That's fair. Um. Um. And then, uh, so you went there. Um, number um, we agree on good. teams number fourteen and fifteen where we put the Saints and the Browns. Yeah, and other than that, folks, I mean, the teams. I mean, we're fairly close on most of the rest of the teams. Uh, the interesting one for me that you rank really low, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's now, really hard for me to put anybody, even though they're the division leader. Yeah, division leader. Yeah, um, up that high. Yeah. If this is later on in the year, that's when I start maybe giving a precedence to leading your division. Yeah. As a little bit more of a tiebreaker. But we're only in week six. Yeah. They're two win team. They're a two win team. They looked really bad on Monday night. So that's what led me to put them down that low when I was comparing them to the other teams that have a similar record. Uh, a team that we both are. Pro- are- Quite surprised at how terrible they are. That at the beginning of the season we had ranked really high, the Houston Texans. Yeah, the Houston Texans. You have them at twenty-three. I have them at twenty-six. And I think we could probably say the same thing about the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, twenty-seven and twenty-five respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, ne- neither one of those teams are playing to what their potential looked like at the beginning of the year. Um, honestly. <coughs> 
I will say, and, and my rankings reflect it, uh, with New England Patriots, and I have them at 18. Uh, they're playing better than I than we thought they were going to because if you look at the beginning of the year, um, with all of their guys that we that we saw not sitting out the year, mm-hmm. it was we thought they were going to be a lot worse than they are. I would say. I thought they are still enough to win the division, but that was only because the rest of their division might not. You, you can't count out Bill Belichick. Yeah. You can't count out. Yeah. Um, so that's why. That's why I put him in. But, I mean, we're really close. Yeah. Not too many. I mean, the only ones where we're really way far apart is the Cardinals. Where we're yeah, that's the biggest one. Apart. All the, the other ones were kind of kind of within like a two or three pick. Yeah. Two or three ranking range. Yeah. Where it could go either way. Except the Cowboys. Yeah, and the Cowboys are kind of a big gap. Too. That's a five. But other than that, we're pretty close. Um, we agree for the most part. Um, man, that NFC least. Is I really it, thought that are, are they going to have someone? Are they going to have someone over five hundred at the end of the year? The, the way Dallas looked last night. Monday know. night. Monday night. Yeah, I would not surprise me if. Man, if they, I think yes. I didn't read the story, but I think ESPN did a story about. How the how you could actually have a four and twelve division winner? I, I think we're going to, and they make the playoffs because they win the division. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's a distinct possibility this year. Those Cowboys, the, their coaching is terrible, and he's he's lost the one thing. The Clapper, we all know, was a terrible coach, but what's one thing he never lost? The locker room, and what? Mike McCarthy has lost the locker room before he even got it. I know that I said I didn't, don't think Gary's going to ditch him quick. He's starting to warm up the, to the idea that he could be. I don't know. How, I don't know how he keeps his job at this point. Huh. How does he keep his job? Or at least if he keeps his job, his assistants better be looking, better be updating their resumes. Then. I mean, let's let's look at this. He has. Fair, basically the same team that the Clapper had last year, right? Mm-hmm. And they're worse. That means your coach is worse. If the only if the only big thing you changed is your coach, what's that mean? And well, you do worse. Coaching staff. Okay, the coaching staff. But if the only thing you really change is your coaching staff, and your coaching staff or your team is this much worse, this much worse. You're looking at maybe being 500 at best. At best right now, you're looking at 500. Yeah. You're probably going to be under 500. Okay. So we didn't bring it up last week when I when I uh, suggested maybe Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat. One thing that could save his job, not having Dak Prescott, as he could blame quarterback play on Fine. why the team wasn't as good. Fine. Maybe, maybe from here on out, but those first five games, those first five games, how do you how do you explain that? I don't know. And I don't mean to. I'm not trying to come off as Stephen A. Smith right now. I hate that guy. All right. So here's a question for you on on the AFC East, though. Basically, even if you're the Giants, you have a chance at winning the division. Okay. Yeah, it's not fair. It doesn't make any sense. So, do you play all four of those teams are in a position where they could be playing for a high draft pick? And playing for the division at the same time. Yeah. Which do you value more, the high draft picks 
or who am I? Division. If I'm if I'm Dallas, the draft picks. Because you still got guys on their rookie deal, you could still make a great team out of this. Okay. If I'm New York, I have my I I have my quarterback of the future in Danny Dimes. I don't think he should be, but that they've already made that that statement. Yep. They have they actually have a lot of the positions in place. They're just not putting it together. Again, I think it's coaching staff. <clears throat> Who they bring in for their offensive coordinator? Jason Garrett. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't understand how this how how the NFL is making how he gets that position. He sucked as a head coach who was basically running the offense anyway. And then you're going to give him an offensive coordinator job? That don't make no sense to me. But okay. Um, Philly, I, at this point, I think Philly's five years out from being anything, which means it's reboot time. So you're thinking that they should give up on Carson Wentz? What's he, what's he doing for you? But you signed him with that big lot big deal, and you, and you drafted Jalen Hurts. How much of it's guaranteed money? I don't know. How much of it's going to be... They're they're done for. Okay. So so that's the NFL. We, we're kind of running long. Uh, the wives are back from running an errand, so we should probably wrap this up. Wrap up the show. So so we, we kind of want to incorporate Big Ten football okay. into the discussion. Yep. So we're going to try and see how long we can go with this. Okay. We're going to do this as a survivor pool pick. Okay. So in a survivor pool, Mike, you can pick any team that you want to win the game. But once you pick them, you can't select them again. So So I'm not picking Rutgers ever. Yeah. Okay. But you can't always pick the team that's going to play Rutgers every single week. You could. You could, but if you if there's a double week, you can't pick the same team twice. So the one the two teams that you can't pick because they already played their game, uh, Wisconsin or Illinois, as Wisconsin won forty five to seven. So Mike, you that leaves you with Michigan State Rutgers, Ohio State versus Nebraska, Penn State. I mean, I've already said who I'm picking. You're gonna take Michigan State. I'm taking Michigan State. Michigan. I mean, they're a they're a good team. B they're playing Rutgers. Okay. So, Michigan State. All right. Um, I'm going to save my uh, – you took Michigan State, so I won't take them. I'm going to save my Ohio State Ohio State pick a little later. Yep. And, I, uh, yeah, it's a good call. I think I'm going to go Penn State over Indiana. I'm going to go Penn State as my uh, winner within the Big Ten this week. As okay. They're, they're facing Indiana. Okay. Uh, Michigan State over Rutgers, that's going to be an easy one. Um we're going to wrap up the show here. Folks, thanks for joining us. Rich, great seeing you in person. It's, I love these shows. These are fun to do. Um, we'll see you next week. Uh, same basic time, same basic channel. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, check us out uh, wherever you get your plat- – uh, your, your, uh, whatever platform you use for your, um, for your podcasts. Uh, look us up at Balls and Sticks, the podcast. Uh, we are on all the major ones. So look us up there. Uh, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Do all those things that you're supposed to do with those. Uh, give us a good review. If you like what we're doing, let us know. Um, and if you're listening to us on the podcast, be sure to jump over and uh, and li- like our like our Facebook page 
and uh, join our our uh, balls, fans of Balls and Six podcast. And uh, Rich, do you have anything before I take the last couple seconds? No, go on. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear mom. Happy birthday to you. That's right. Happy birthday, Sue. Mom, happy birthday. We'll see you in a little over an hour, and uh, we'll do birthday and all the fun stuff. Uh, love you. God bless. Folks, see you next week. And no music. <laughs>